There is so much unpredictability in today's financial world. To successfully retire in that environment, it's so important to get on track and stay there. And that's why Steve Davis and Sean Toll of Davis Wealth Management bring you the Path to Wealth and Wisdom podcast. And joining them today to help keep you on the right path, here's Peter St. James. Today, is this a typo? You said the three retirement account types. I thought there were four. Well, I only know of three. Really? What's your fourth? Powerball. <laughs> it doesn't, that doesn't count? Wait, let me add that to uh, the okay. list, Okay, thank you. Yeah, yeah. no, that, that is a, that's a good one when it works. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's the caveat. When it works. Okay. All right, let's, let's talk about and the listen, three. As part of our retirement planning, yeah. i got to be honest with you. If somebody says, Sean, you think it's okay to go buy a Powerball ticket It's up to $400 million? Yeah. Yeah, so you know what? Buy two. Yeah, really? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. But unfortunately, some people bank on that. Oh, well, I mean. This is how I'm going to fund my retirement. It's like a little late. Yeah. A a little late, a little risky. Listen, if you're putting two bucks in a week. But I have have seen stories that people um, uh, uh, took a loan on their house, uh, got like $200,000. And went out and bought two hundred thousand because they had an angle that they were going to cover. You know the numbers. Did they watch that movie about that? Was it an MIT professor I mean, I who think, gamed the thing? Yeah, yeah. But I, yeah. but they so they spent two hundred thousand dollars on Powerball tickets, and I think they won like seventeen thousand dollars. It's like okay, now you're going to lose the house. You didn't get Powerball. Um, people put too much emphasis on. It. It's supposed to be for entertainment. Yeah, yeah, it's like when you go to Vegas. I can't even rationalize. I I, I can't. I can't address that situation. I know. I know. Um, That's that's unfortunate. Um, I hate to see it. It's like, what are you doing? But uh, okay, let's stick to the three retirement account Mm -hmm. types. Take mine off the list. So, so how do you how do you break them into three? Well, let's. I mean, if if I was to ask the average Joe on the street, what what are your you know retirement accounts? Look like they're gonna say, "Well, I, I've got a four hundred one k. I've got an IRA. Yep, yep. And um, Sean, Roth. I've heard you talk about Roth, so yep, I have a Roth. Yep. Um, those are three types of accounts. Okay. But let's look at them slightly differently. Let's look at them from a tax perspective. Oh. Okay. Okay. Let's first look at one that we would consider tax deferred. People should be familiar with this. That would be your IRA, right. your 401k, your 457, your 403b, all of those number and letter ones. Right. It's tax deferred because you're putting your money in without paying taxes on it. You get to write it off. Until you, taxes, you withdraw. Until you start taking your right. money out. Right. So they're good. They really came into oh, vogue perhaps uh, in the 70s, mm-hmm. right? This is really when pensions started to disappear a little bit, but was really when 401ks came to came to four. That caused the ultimate decline of pensions, but 401ks are typically, well, no, they're employer-sponsored plans, mm-hmm. right? If you have a job, you employer says, put your money to the 401k, Peter. You got to put your money in the 401k. We're going to match you 3%, and it's tax deductible. That's great. Awesome. It's free money. I'll it's, take it. You, certainly. If you have, a, if anybody out there listening has a 401k and their employer is going to match any bit of it, if you do nothing else, put as much money as you need to get that match because otherwise you're leaving money on the table. You're yeah. saying to them, no, thank you. Don't give me that money, which is- <laughs> Insane. <laughs> insane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the word I was looking for. That's, it's insane. Wow. So you put your money in. 
tax-free mm-hmm. or before taxes. Right. It grows over the years. You never pay taxes on it. Right. And then when you get to age 73, mm-hmm. you're going to get a magical little note from the bank that says your RMD or your required minimum distribution is going to be X amount of dollars this year. The government says, hey, you haven't paid taxes yet. We need the money, and boy, they do need the money now. We need that money. You have to take out a certain amount. It's based on – it starts at 3%, gets a little bit higher as you get older because they accelerate your withdrawals so that they can take the money out, you know, so try to get their uh, uh, their taxes out of it. Every dollar you take out, you're going to be paying taxes on mm-hmm. and it's going to fall right on your 1040. You're going to add up your pension, your Social Security, your RMDs, anything else. Add that all up, you're going to find yourself in a tax bracket, and you're going to pay those taxes. Ouch. Yeah. I I thought I was going to be in a lower tax bracket when I retired. Well, I think most people do. Yeah. And and they may be. Um, But if I look at- I was going to say, but if I did my job right (laughs) in in, in investing and putting money aside, I actually might be in a slightly higher tax bracket. Well, you could if you have, yeah, if you have a lot of money set aside, um, those required minimum distributions could be fairly significant. What concerns me more, however, is what's going on in Washington, D.C. Now. uh, Right now. What has been going on for some time. Okay. The deficits we're running Mm -hmm. um, and the amount of money we're spending. There's only one way for the federal government to get more money. There's only one way, raise taxes. And you can only kick that can down the road for so long before sooner or later they've got to do something. Exactly. Yeah. So I think those I think tax, taxes are 100-year lows roughly right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and with the spending that's going on, I really think taxes are increasing. The other thing to think about, which is a little off topic, uh, is Social Security. That trust fund is projected to run out of money in about 10 years. Right. They're going to have to decrease benefits or do something to keep it solvent. So they could decrease your benefits and or increase your retirement age, your full retirement age. Right now it's 67. They may increase that and say, okay, your full retirement age is now going to be 70, which would then translate into you are not eligible for collecting Social Security until maybe 65. I was going to say, yeah. Okay. Um, or they could raise taxes on it. There's no way right? they can let Social Security disappear. God, I hope not. They can't. Do, that, I would love to see the country weaned off of Social Security. I think that would be better for us in the long run. But the problem is it's a huge part of yeah. 99% of people's retirement, yeah. right? And it's important. I think you know we can get into that philosophical discussion some of the time. I wouldn't worry about it going anywhere. It's there for you, for me, and right. for anybody listening today. Right. Um, it's our children. It's the younger generation where those benefits may be uh, – Maybe shifted. No, oh, what I want to talk about taxes, and then we're right. going to go back to this other topic. Um, the first hundred sixty thousand dollars you make today is taxable for Social Security. That's that's a very easily achievable number for a lot of folks. They could potentially raise that to maybe two hundred, or maybe even take the cap off. Ooh. Right? There's a ton of money that could be collected if there was no cap on that at all. So. Mm. Um, that's a little bit about Social Security. Okay. So, yes, when you get those required minimum distributions, um, you may be in a higher tax bracket. And then if you – when you add your, your RMD and and all your other income, it could put you in a, in a fairly high tax bracket. Wow. You know, for sure. Um, and the other thing about this <laughs> – I really want Roths then. 
<laughs> oh, roster, great. Yeah. We're gonna, don't, but we're going to get there okay, in a minute. No, okay, we're going to get there in a minute. All right, all right. Um, other thing to be mindful of is with an IRA or a 401k, if you leave that via inheritance to mm-hmm. your children or grandchildren, they're going to pay taxes right. on it. Okay. And they're going to be forced to take that money out within 10 years. The SECURE Act of 2019 changed the way in which beneficiaries of an IRA can take the money out. Prior to 2019, they could take it out over a lifetime. So if you were 50 years old, IRS said, okay, you were going to say you're going to live another 35 years. Yep. You get 35 years to take it out, essentially. Um, the SECURE Act of 2019 shortened that window to 10 years. So if you leave a lot of money to your daughter, yep. who is a surgeon, in the highest tax bracket already, and if she's forced to take that out within ten years, you know she'd be paying thirty-seven percent. Yeah, you're not. If not more you're on not that. Leaving your kids ostensibly what you think you're leaving them. You're, you, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's exactly. Yep, got it. That's exactly it. So that's those are tax deferred accounts. We all have them. It's it's really the from my experience in, in working with with hundreds of clients. Um, it's it's the vast majority of most people's retirement wealth. But that's not a bad thing. No, it's not a bad okay. thing. People have done rel- – I didn't, I didn't want it to make it sound like th- that that was, you know, uh, you should have more than that. But, I mean, that they've done, you know, they've done stuff. Uh, and thank, thankfully so yeah. uh, because there's no pension for most right. people. So, right. um, yeah, the, the, these tax deferred, these IRAs and 401ks are, are hugely important. Um, and they've been incredibly beneficial for us while we've been working in terms of lowering our tax bills. True. Yeah. All right, now, those were tax-deferred. Now let's go to tax-free. 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 So tax-free is what we call a Roth account. It's not tax-free when you invest it. You're going to get your paycheck. Your taxes come out of it. And right. then if you have $1,000 and you put into a Roth, you'll invest it. So you've paid taxes on it now, but it's going to go in and it will grow tax-free forever. You'll never pay taxes on that growth uh, ever in the future. Um, and when you get to age 73, you're not going to get a required minimum distribution notice either. You don't have to take that money out. Because I've already paid the taxes you, on it. You've already paid the taxes right. and Uncle Sam doesn't, you know, they, they're not going to come after you because you've already paid those taxes. Um, the Secure Act 2.0, which was signed into legislation in December of 2022, fixed an error in the previous Secure Act. The previous Secure Act said that a Roth 401k or a Roth 403B or a Roth 457 plan were subject to required minimum distributions. It was an oversight in that legislation. They, there was no taxes, but yeah. the government said you got to take it out. Well, that didn't make any sense. So the Secure Act 2.0 uh, fixed that. You'll never get an RMD uh, on these. Wow. And they keep saying, trust us. We know what we're doing. Can't you get a proofreader? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, hmm. Let me see a little bit more about these. Um, they are subject if you leave them. The, the, um, these are the tax Roth. Free. These are the tax okay, free okay, Roth, right? Okay. So if you pass away and you leave a Roth account to your uh, your your heirs, they still have to take it out within ten years. Oh, okay. And think about this: though there's no tax liability, there's no tax liability on on the growth of those assets either once you inherit them. So if you if you never forced to take it out, you can just let that thing grow and then potentially pass it on again. So yeah. yeah, so you still have those ten years to take it okay. out. What I like about this, though, we talked about the tax deferred accounts. Right now, we're talking about tax free accounts. If you have a lot of money in a tax deferred account, specifically an IRA, mm-hmm. now you can always convert a four hundred one k to an IRA 
or 403B to an IRA. If you have that IRA money, you can convert that into a Roth. So right now, you could call your advisor or call wherever your money is, say, I want to do a conversion from my IRA to my Roth, move $20,000 over. If you do that in, this year in 2023, you're going to add $20,000 to your 1040 mm -hmm. at the end of the year. You're going to pay taxes on it, but you've now taken money and you've moved it over into an account where you won't pay taxes on it again. And when you leave that to your children or whoever your beneficiaries are, they're not going to have to pay taxes on it. Remember, if you leave them an IRA, right. they're going to be paying taxes. So, 10 years in taxes. Yeah, right. Yep. So a Roth IRA is a nice way to enhance the gift potentially that you leave to your beneficiaries. Now, is there a percentage that you're comfortable with me if I have money in a tax-deferred account right now, uh, an IRA, a 401k, 10%, uh, 20%, 50% shifting over to a Roth? I look at it on a dollar basis. Okay. And the, the reason you want to do that is ideally you would want to make these shifts within a reasonable tax bracket, i.e., if you're in a... I, don't, I forget what the number. Let's say it's a 12% tax bracket, mm -hmm. and the next one's 22. Actually, I do think that's what they are. Okay. Um, you want to stay within that 12% sure. tax bracket, right? Sure. Why would you want to pay 22% tax on something where you can pay 12? So determine where your income is, figure out how far away you are from that 22, and convert just enough to stay under that so you're not paying extra. So gotcha. we look at it on a dollar gotcha. basis. Okay. Now, two other things, and this talks about tax-deferred and tax-free. Um, on a tax-deferred account, there's no um, income limit you have in terms of how much money you can put in. Okay. All right. At a certain point in time with a Roth, if you make too much money, you can't put money into a Roth anymore. Oh. That's just that's what the legislation said. Um, in, a, in, a, in an IRA, there's no income limit. You can only put in, depending on your age, between uh, $6,000 and $7,000 a year. At a certain point in time, the tax deductibility phases out. You can put money into your IRA, but you're not going to be able to deduct it from your taxes this year. It'll grow tax-deferred. Sure. But what I like to do here, for those that can't contribute to a Roth, you can do a backdoor Roth contribution. Put money into your IRA. Mm -hmm. It's not tax-deductible. And then convert that into your Roth in the year you put it into the IRA. Again, now you're, now you're basically putting money into a Roth that you otherwise wouldn't be allowed to do because you have to make too much money. Right. So that's a good tool that some people use if they Are can't. They gonna, is there going to be a law fixing this now, telling they, people they can't do this? Yeah, they talked about it last year, yeah. and it never came to fruition. Um, wow. We'll see. You know, it's not a huge amount of money because you're limited in terms of how much you sure. can put into your IRA. Sure. Um, you can only put the, – the max you could put, ever put in, depending on age, is $7,000. So it's not like we're seeing people put $100,000 in um, and converting it. You know, it's only $7,000 per person, so – it's. I think if they try to stop it, I don't. I don't know what difference it's going to make. It's not going to plug our budget deficit. Yeah, no, 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 uh, no. Huh, so, all right. So we've covered tax deferred accounts, tax free accounts, and now number three in this troika is mm. are taxable. There you go. So, you so put, what's what's a taxable account? Well, it's it's any account that you're going to get a 1099 on at the end of the year. Oh, okay. okay. Your savings account. Yep. Is a taxable account, okay. right? You're going you're to well, actually, maybe not because they don't pay any interest at the banks yeah, anymore. Uh, if the banks are paying interest, um, and you, they do, right? It's it's de minimis, but um, you get that 1099 at the end of the year saying, "Oh, you made uh, two dollars in interest," and you've got to report that on your taxes. I made twenty bucks. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> 
I know it's a little <laughs> embarrassing, but no, I, I get it. Uh, now, if I own stocks uh, and there's a brokerage account? Yeah, so, yeah, so that, exactly. So okay, a okay. brokerage account, um, if you get that 1099, is going to be the same thing. So it's money that you've, you have extra money after your paychecks. You know, let's buy some stocks or some bonds sure. or mutual funds or whatever it might be, and you, you set up an account and um, you trade it, you invest it in the trades. At the end of the year, you're going to get tax on the dividends or the interest or the capital gains capital that you've gains. made in that account. Yep. Okay? Yep. So this can be a meaningful um, part of uh, of our retirement savings. Um, there's no no tax advantages to it, right? It's just something that um, people use to put money in and, and get some get some extra growth, right? We're really limited in terms of the growth we can get these days, um, certainly in a savings account. CDs are getting a little bit better. CD, by the way, will be a taxable account. You get a 1099 on it every year. That's right. Those rates I'm starting to see increase a little bit. Yep, I've seen a couple. They've been very, very low, um, but um, you know those those are considered taxable, and that that's part of it too. Um, lot, I'm talking to a lot of clients that have um, you know some savings. They show, geez, you know, I got twenty five thousand dollars in the bank. Um, I need it. It's got to be liquid, but I'm not. You know, they're paying me 005 percent. You can find a lot of online high yield savings accounts that are paying between four and five and a half percent today. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, now, if you have a brokerage account and and you um, want to make a withdrawal in uh, less than a year, you're going to get creamed on short-term capital gains. So, so my question is, should you have mm-hmm. gone into that uh, deal thinking, well, I thought it was going to be here longer. I didn't. Gee, I do need the money now. Did you not necessarily think that through? Well, you're not necessarily going to get creamed in taxes um, because you're probably not going to go in and buy just one stock or one mutual fund. Mm-hmm. It should probably be a little little diversified. So maybe you'll have five, seven, ten stocks. I don't know. Okay. Whatever it might be. And not everything acts in unison. So if you, if you do take it out within a year and are subject to short-term capital gains, That's what I'm saying, yeah. you could sell the stocks that maybe had losses or those that didn't have big gains, right? So you're going to selectively – Pick what you want to sell to take your money out. If you say, "Yeah, I just need it all back," and you had some big gains in there, yeah, you're going to be subject to a to a tax. Um, so you have to be mindful of that. If it, if you do have short term needs for it, um, well, that 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 was my point. Uh, is that because we we talk about investing for the future, right? And you're looking at like ten years, right? Okay. If if you're doing something on a short term, um, and, and all of a sudden, in six months or seven months, you want the money. Should you maybe have not done that kind of investment? Because you you, you are going to be uh, those those short term capital gains uh, could be substantial, as opposed to if you wait longer than a year, it'll be less. Well, that may be so, but your tax liability will never be greater than the money you made. So, so long as you understand that it may be subject to a a hefty tax, a mm-hmm. short-term capital gain tax if you if you take it early. So as long as you understand that, you know, it's fine. Just You have to understand what you're doing before you go in, right? Understand what your objectives are. That's the key thing. What are your objectives? Make, what is, make what, money. It, well, make money. Yeah. Make money for, you know, over what time period. 
Um, what liquidity? What liquidity do you need? Uh, you just have to be informed um, investor, if you will, informed consumer when doing these things. But you bring up a good point. Um, if you sell anything at a loss uh, under a year, subject to a short-term capital gain, anything uh, over a year is a long-term capital gain, mm-hmm. and that tax rate is going to be lower. You've been listening to the Path to Wealth and Wisdom podcast, presented by Davis Wealth Management. If you have any questions, call 888-333-3818 or go online to daviswealthmgmt.com. You can also subscribe to the podcast on your favorite apps. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC, BCM, a registered investment advisor. BCM and Davis Wealth Management are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents. The opinions expressed by Davis Wealth Management and guests on this radio show are their own and do not reflect the opinions of this radio station. All statements and opinions expressed are based upon information considered reliable although it should not be relied upon as such. Any statements or opinions are subject to change without notice. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Past performance cannot be used as an indicator to determine future results. Any strategies mentioned may not be suitable for everyone. Information expressed does not take into account your specific situation or objectives and is not intended as recommendations appropriate for you. Before acting on any information mentioned, please consult with a qualified tax or investment advisor to determine if it is suitable for your specific situation. This program is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with regard to subject covered.